You're listening to the Up North Pewcast. Whoa, I smell barbecue. If it's about barbecue in the Upper Midwest, we're talking about it. Welcome to the Up North Qcast. This is Matt V, and I'm with Tori, and we are at the Anderson Barbecue Supply Double Steak Cook-Off. It's an SCA cook-off in Van Nuys Heights, Minnesota. Quite a few teams here, Tori. Oh, man, this is more than I expected. And, and, and you know what? It's a nice day. Um, I think it's going to be good. It's going to be good today. I do. I think he's got 37 teams. And it's a double stake, so they have 37 for the first one, I think 34 for the second. It has a grilled cheese ancillary. Mm-hmm. And in just a little bit here, we're going to hear who won. So I'm very interested to see how they did. We did some great interviews already. And um, just great people here. Lots of different uh, walks of life. And it smells good. I tell you, I'm I'm waiting to see what what folks are doing. uh, uh, Because I've never been to a contest like this before. So it'd be interesting to see what what all goes into this and and interviewing some of the folks. So it'd be be great. Absolutely. So stay tuned. Um, uh, Robert from Anderson Barbecue Supply will be with us next. We're here with Robert Anderson. Robert, thank you so much for having us back. Yeah, thanks for coming out. What a, yeah. what a great bunch of bunch of guys and gals out here. Yeah, the group that showed up has been uh, really, really nice. They're, you know, no, no problems at all. Everybody's super accommodating and welcoming to anybody that's been coming through the parking lot for the day. Absolutely. And it's a nice day out, too. Yeah, 55 and sunny and a little bit of wind. We couldn't really ask for a better day at the end of October. Tell me about how, when everything started at the beginning of the day, how, how, did, how did that go? How was the setup and, you know, who, who helped you with this? And, and tell us a little bit about that, if you could. So setting up the day, yeah, that was the part I was actually most worried about because we, in my opinion, have a smaller parking lot. Um, and a couple people and our SCA rep, uh, Jim, you know, basically said, no, you're fine. We'll be okay. So I, I trusted them and people started rolling in around 7.30. Really? And by 9.30, everybody was here and tucked in and getting set up and it went well. It seems like it takes less room for this kind of a competition versus, you know, chicken and ribs. They, they want a lot more room. You know, with their tents and stuff. Yeah, and when you're doing like a KCBS competition, people have multiple drums that they're cooking on or multiple cookers. Here, for the most part, it's, you know, you have one grill that you're using. And even a lot of people will cook under the same tent, too, so they use up a lot less space. I noticed that. They're kind of together, doing it together. There's a lot of husband and wife teams out here or just friends. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, they all come out and have a good time. Yeah, I told you I probably know someone here, and Tori knows them as well, Damon Holter with... uh, Croy Valley. Yep, we both know him. He's a great guy too, and and he's <laughs> he's having a great time. Looks like as well. Yeah, I think everybody is. Uh, go ahead. I was gonna say who um, who supplied your meat. So our meat came from the butcher shop just down the road, just east of us, called Flicker Meats. Okay. So they're uh, they've been a great uh, asset to work with. They they brought everything in for us, got it cut to what we needed for the competition, and yeah, everybody was pretty happy with the steaks. I've been asking around. So SCA kind of has their own specifications for yeah for the Steak Cookoff Association. It's choice ribeyes, an inch and an eighth to an inch and a sixteenth thick. Okay. So pretty specific. Yeah. Okay. And I noticed too, just when they're the way they're cooking things, they're using these little what do they call them? Uh, uh, it's almost like a little gun for their for their spices. Yeah, a little spice grinder. Do you have those? I so. do not actually in our store. No, because <laughs> my brother-in-law was looking for one. I was going to hopefully pick one up today, but you have to get some. We'll have to. Yeah. yeah, I think that's another another product to add that we're slowly adding. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's it's almost like more of a craft. 
that they do with the stakes. I oh, think it's it's so meticulous. I I can't I can't wrap my head around it yet. I know. I walked up and I seen a guy. I'm like, what is he? I mean, he he was babying that thing. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even though a good ribeye you can do well with salt and pepper, um, they take a lot of care to do their steaks. They're tenderizing it. They're marinating it. They're you know seasoning it, and they got a whole process that they go through. It gets pretty. Pretty intense. Pretty intense for them. Can you tell us just about the charity for today again? So. Yeah, so we are, our money that we're making is going to benefit the Vadness Heights Lions Club. And we chose them because I've worked with Lions Clubs in the past and we're kind of new to the community here. So we wanted to give our money towards somebody that is already set up here and they do a lot of good things in the Vadness Heights area. Yeah, Lions Clubs are great, yeah. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, I, like I, I told you we'd be back. We're a little bit later than we had hoped, but. Um, we're glad we got set up and beautiful day out here and, and just great people. Anything new for the store? Yeah, so we actually just yesterday took delivery of a fridge. So we're going to be having, we're going to stock some meats soon. Um, some stuff we'll do on pre-order, uh, but other stuff we should stock kind of regularly and we're going to build that stock kind of like we were we were doing with other stuff too. Okay, kind yeah. of a one-stop shop. You can come get some Get some meat along with your spices. Absolutely. And one of the new um, Minnesota Barbecue Society members, Feller's Ranch, uh, they produce a Wagyu product that we're going to try to carry in the store here. So a good partnership there. Wagyu. Wow. Southern yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. I know where to get some Wagyu then. Right, I, yeah. right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we did a competition, uh, the Living Festival competition a few oh, weeks boy. back, and uh, some guys did some Wagyu. It was delicious. Wow. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's great. Well, thank you so much for having us again, and, and everybody here is, is saying how much fun they're having, and uh, we hope to you know, make it back next spring. You said you might do this again? Yeah, we've had a blast today, and I'm thinking we can try to produce a, another event in the spring and then do another fall one as well. Perfect. So, yeah, we're excited. And for our listeners, let us know what, what we can, uh, where we can find you. Oh, yeah, as always. Uh, so our website, AndersonBBQSupply.com. Social media is AndersonBBQSupply. And I should note that we actually just went live with our website. Took a little longer than anticipated, but our website is live, and we do ship to all parts of the country as well. Wonderful. And the last time you, that wasn't quite ready, it's good to, good to see you got that rolling. Just so, in time for Christmas. Just time yeah. for Christmas. Yep. Great. All right, well, we'll check it out. Thanks a lot, Robert, and uh, we'll get back to it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. Are you on the hunt for your next go-to spice rub? Visit ButterAndSpiceCo.com. It is the place for butter-infused rubs. Oh, yeah. They're butter-infused. With less salt and sugar, they are delicious. So up your barbecue game and go to butterandspiceco.com today. Well, right now we have Don Collier. He's an SCA prime judge. He's a KCBS master judge. And I'm asking him about that as well. How are you doing, Don? I'm doing great. Thank you. How'd it go today? It went really well. A lot of good steaks. What's a good steak to you? One, one that looks nice. It's it's done to medium, and uh, it's got a good it got a good texture, easy to chew, and good and good flavor. That's the taste is the big thing. You know. Have you had any? What do you consider a bad one? That's oh, a great question. Talk. Yeah, it is a great question. Um, sometimes I think uh, it would it would it would it would affect texture because it might be a little bit tough. And then sometimes taste, they'll, they'll, they'll have something in there that tastes a little foreign and it just doesn't quite complement the steak. And then that, that would be, uh, you know, a bad one. And then you, you score lower if it maybe isn't done to medium, which is the criteria. Is that 
um, something that happens quite often? Is that tough for them to do? do you no, think? I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's tough. I, I mean, I've judged quite a few um, contests, and uh, I think for the most for the most part, they're pretty good stakes. Okay. You know, M- most part they can get it to that. They medium. can get it to the medium. Yep. It, that, that that is usually not the problem. It's usually the, the, the texture, the taste, the if texture. they're going to not be a perfect score. Do you get too much salt sometimes? A lot of, lot of salt. That, that, I think, is the biggest complaint for judges, is that they're too salty. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so you got a rookie here. I, I don't know much about uh, state competitions. Does the, the cut of meat matter? It, the quality of the cut of meat does. They're all ribeyes, okay. so um, they're all dealing with the same, but you get some if they're not, you know, cut quite evenly or things like that, a little too thick and stuff. And then sometimes it matters because it can be the most beautiful steak laying on the table when they go through steak selection and there's just something wrong with it. It's just, you know, just mm-hmm. is not a, I'll just say it's a tough steak for lack of a better term to, to use. And it's nothing that the, the cook can do anything sucks. about because you don't know what, you don't know that until we're biting into it. It's something the cow did, right? Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> blame it on the cow. Blame it yeah, on the blame cow. it on the steer. Yeah. So I'm thinking in terms of uh, like like uh, T-bone versus the ribeye versus the New York strip. Uh huh. So is there any reason why we go with the ribeye? I I I think that they. Uh, I really don't know why SCA picked ribeye. I. It happens to be my particular favorite kind of uh, I love of ribeye. a steak. Yep. I I think it has to do with it's it's a it's a good it can be a a good steak to grill. Um, Generally, they're they're good, tender and they have a good flavor, okay. and so I think that's why they maybe selected it. But I I don't know. Well, that you can for sure. you can trim one very nicely too, versus a you, anything you else. Yeah, versus a yeah. sirloin, or you can shape it the way you'd like. Right, and sirloin. There's nothing wrong with a sirloin steak, but then it doesn't have the marbling, which is sure. another factor with a ribeye. Okay. You know, because inherently a sirloin is a little tougher. Sure. So you deal with that where I think a ribeye is more tender. I would agree with that. When okay. you start start off with that yeah is there um i guess with with the judging part of it can you just quickly go through and tell us how you do that do you take a bite of one and then take up some water and move to the next one yeah we, what we do is we we come in and, and we're and we and get the box that has the steak in front of us it's been cut in half and we judge the top half for appearance and for doneness never the bottom half has nothing to do with it. but the bottom half is where we take our little piece off that we taste so we'll, 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 we'll open the box and look at it and, and close the box and we'll score it for appearance and doneness. Then we'll open it back up and we'll cut our piece off, close the box again, and then uh, eat, eat, the, eat the sample, which we do. Then that's where we judge for texture and taste. And then um, we have an overall score on how we like the steak. And that comes in. That comes an overall in last. impression of the overall steak. Overall impression and, and yep. what you think of, the, think of the steak. And they're all... We, there, everything is seven to ten for scoring, except on taste. There's a decimal uh, additional points. So it's a point weight, more of a weighted nine. weighted it, score. It, 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 that one is so. If you really like the steak, you know, you give it. You know, like, you know, if it's if it's the best steak you've ever eaten, you know, you get a ten point nine on taste. You know? Oh, I see. Yeah, and then but it might be a ten five or, or you know, or. You know, if you give a lower score, you know, you could give a 9.8 or something like that. But it's, it's a little, it's a taste bonus type of, of thing on well, the decimal. 9.8 is a good score, though, isn't Nine, it? Well, in, in, if you get a 9.8, you may not get a call. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. a pretty tight. It's 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 very, very tight. On the, very on, competitive on, on, when on it comes to scoring. Very competitive. Because if you look at the scores on a contest, you can go down 
a lot of these contests and the winning score versus you know 15th place there's not there's not a lot decimal, of wiggle room decimal points Some, right it can be there's there's been um a lot of places where there's a there's one decimal place between first second third type of thing you know where it you know you've got a let's say 252.5.4.3 you know mm-hmm. so it, yeah it's very competitive there's a lot of good cooks out there Today, I think, as I went around and, and said hello to some of the cooks, I think we had six of the top ten cooks in the country here cooking today. Isn't that, to us, that was incredible. It, it, we, it, we talked to some of them. It, it is. Yeah. It is. And uh, there's some very good cooks here in the Midwest. And the scores reflect that. And we and there was two. there's two people here that have gotten perfect scores. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, which has happened three times this year, the first time ever. In SCA, where they got perfect scores, and two of those people are here. Okay. I did not. Wow, that's we're in we're in barbecue royalty, or yeah, I should say, oh, steak royalty. It is, yeah. yeah. So, uh, quick question: This is kind of different, but are any of the judges uh, from the ranks of uh, competing? Um, some some do. Most of the most of the judges are not, but we do have some cooks who will come in and judge a couple of times just to see what. You know the process what the process is we yep. had one we had one today um who, who uh is is normally cooking and she and she judged today mm-hmm. to see what the process is which i think is which i think is helpful because it opens it up to the cooks as to what actually you know the judge because then they get to talk to the judges because we all talk afterwards mm-hmm. say, well, what would you think of that first steak and her you know stuff like that, that was wonderful that was a, it was a, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me what's the biggest difference you see in the KCBS judging versus this? I mean, I know it's different products. Well, it, it, the it scoring's is. different. The, the scoring is different because they use they use um, they don't use a decimal place. Um, it's it's different in it's hard to compare uh, because here we're using one one meat, mm-hmm. and in KCBS you've got four. Um, so it's and 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 each one has its criteria. You know, you taste what the standards are in each. But when you're when you're a cook at KCBS and you're cooking chicken and ribs and pork and and brisket, uh, it's a lot different than cooking cooking a steak. And so I think um, it's really hard to compare. Okay. How, how they are just because of what what you're what you're cooking it's a different animal it's, it, it is it is and in kcbs they um they provide their own meat yes okay. at sca the promoter provides the you you get two steaks uh that you select and and they're all ribeyes and they're all from the same place mm-hmm. it's more of a level playing field for everyone I, I think it is i think it is on that because if you're starting out in kcbs you may not be able to afford the wagyu or the compart or Three, something like that. Three hundred dollar brisket or right, you know, yeah. and and some of these people are cook, they'll cook two. Some of the, I know some of, some will only cook one, but on a brisket some will cook two, and they'll cook you know four four racks of ribs and you know two or three briskets and you go 12, to a big one sixteen pieces of chicken three thousand dollar weekend for them. It, it could be. It, it it could be. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of expense in it. They're probably but, sponsored, but, though. Some of them, yeah. Some of them are. Some have sponsors, and, and because it's just it gets very expensive without it. But then you. But also when you have a sponsor, you got to perform too. You know, you want to be yes. able to get up there and thank your sponsor, so you want to get a call. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. You have to do well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Keep yes, your sponsors. You do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you you suggest 
to folks to to do an SEA comp to get used to doing competitions? A good way to start. I think if you're if you're thinking about wanting to maybe be a competition cook, I think an SEA would. Uh, I think it would be a good place to start there and see if that you like that and see if you, you like the competition cooking because you, have, you can have less investment. Um, you know, you could, you could cook. There's no criteria other than you have to. You can't use gas or anything like that. Yeah, the gas, yeah. So you can cook your, you cook your steak. When I took the training, I took, uh, I took it from one of the founders of SCA, and they, they laughed and said, you know, you can cook your steak on a shovel over an open fire if you want to, <laughs> you know. Um, now they're all using M grills and all the different kinds of grills and hasty and, bakes, and, and, and hasty bakes. And I would name more if I could think, you know, think of because I don't want to pick one over the other. But um, so it's gotten more. But the, the the investment is is less. I recently cooked with a team, and they and they use barrel smokers, and they had you know there's four of them. There's one for the chicken, one for the pork, one for the ribs, mm-hmm. and one for the. Well, that's you know that's a big investment. That's five thousand dollars right there. Yeah, and yep. that you don't need to do for so try it there. And see, you know, and maybe cooking barbecue isn't your thing. If it is, then then I would say try backyard first, where they just do chicken and ribs. Yeah, that's that's what Tori and I do. Mm-hmm. We, we, we do backyard stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can, you know, and and that's a lot of fun too. And that's very competitive. It is as well. Yeah, there's some and there's some excellent, excellent cooks in the backyard. It's incredible. Yeah. This state has some pretty pretty good teams that they, are, that are high in the standings they, nationally. They, they do. Yep, it is, and it's and it, but and I think and I think that makes it easier because you're cooking chicken and ribs, which I think, and, and I think those are easier to cook to barbecue oh, for sure. But you know, it still takes a lot of skill to you know a lot of skill to do it. Mm-hmm. I have nothing but respect for anybody who's going to put a brisket out there and say, here, try this, exactly, and and, and score it because brisket is so hard to cook. It is. Yeah. To get it perfect. To get it perfect. Yep. It is. It is. No, Don, that's a great perspective and mm-hmm. and. You're the first judge we've talked to, and I really appreciate you sitting down with us and, and telling us about both SCA and KCBS. Well, I'm glad to do it. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for asking. Yeah, this is new to, new, new to both of us. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah yep. so, so Don, thank you so much. And, You're welcome. You know, you know, we'll, you know, a couple weeks this will be out, and, and uh, thank you so much for your time. All right, great. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we're here with Wes Peterson. He's with Team Smoke Ring, and you spell that Team Smoke Ring T-E-A-M-S-M-O-K-R-A-N-G.com. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. Well, tell us, Wes, um, what brought you to the contest today? Well, I'm a friend of Rob's uh, from Rob's Anderson Barbecue Supply, and uh, I know he's a former law enforcement officer, and I support. I'm a chaplain with the Line of Lakes Police Department. Oh, okay, great. So being here to support Rob and just be a part of his event just as an observer today is uh, important to me. So. Yeah, Rob's a great guy. We were here a few weeks ago and, and talked to him about his business. Yeah, he's and, a real good guy. Yeah, he's, he's doing some sponsorships and and he seems to uh, be making a nice foundation in the community. Hey Amen. I mean, he and I partnered on a barbecue comp in Bent Brewstillery a couple weeks back, a couple months back. Okay. Where okay. Uh, I did the hog, and he sponsored the hog. And uh, a friend of ours said, hey, if you're smoking stuff, what if I brought a grill and a gator? Can you smoke that too? I'm like, heck yeah, let's throw a gator in there <laughs> yeah, too. I've never done a gator. <laughs> it was I fun. I've seen one guy do that before. I, I didn't taste it, but I've seen a guy do that before. Oh, it was delicious. What? How do you do it? I mean, just quickly. Uh, we brined it overnight. In a kind of a vinegar barbecue St. Louis style brine, and then we put some, we just put it on the grill with salt wow. and pepper on it. And I did a little slice of the fat line out of the tail because that's a big deal. That fat tastes hmm. terrible. <laughs> so okay. we packed that with a cream cheese ranch dressing type mixture and tied it shut and put it on the smoker and just let her go. 
Wow. I, delicious. I have, we're from, I'm from Minnesota. I have no idea how to do that. Neither <laughs> it's, did it's, I. I didn't either. I had like, to ask somebody from the south. It's really interesting <laughs> to me, all the different stuff you can throw on a smoker on a, on a grill. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's yeah, really, really cool stuff. Tell me about your business. Yeah. So, you know, I've been a barbecue guy for the last 10, 15 years, kind of a backyard barbecue guy, just getting started. Started off with a stick burner, drove myself insane managing the temps when I was mowing the yard at the brisket on there. and. Mm-hmm figured if I don't want to pay for a counselor, I needed something a little bit more self-maintaining. So I ended up going with the pellet grill style. I know people give you a bad time about pellet wow. grills, but they work they're for great. me. They're great. They're, they're great. I, I'm a trigger owner myself. People win competitions using them. So. I know. I won. I actually won first place in barbecue comp for my uh, baby back ribs at Ben Distillery a couple years ago. So, Very nice. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I've been doing that for a while. And uh, I got to the point where as a chaplain with the Lionel Lakes Police Department, I uh, love those men and women. So what I would do is I'd make three racks of ribs from Costco and I'd take the third rack up to them all the time with some sides and just said, hey, love you guys, appreciate what you do. And the feedback I got was shocking. I mean, they loved it. They said it was the best food they've had, best ribs, best pulled pork, whatever I brought up. And it kind of went to my head. And I'm thinking, well, this is pretty cool, you know, and people wow. like this stuff. Then I won first place at a barbecue comp and I'm like, maybe I'm onto something here. Wow. And, uh, I just kept doing it, and one day a friend of mine said, you know, you should buy a food truck. I'm like, no, I'm never going to buy a food truck because food truck breaks down, my business is gone, and mm-hmm. just too much of a commitment. I have a full-time job. Sure. And uh, I was up here at Anderson one day, barbecue supply, and one of Rob's friends who was here helping him open, he says, well, start small, brother. I'm like, start small. Start small. And he goes, I don't know, figure it out, start small. So I went home, talked to a friend of mine, I ended up buying a Backmaster chamber vacuum sealer, mm-hmm. some microwave safe bags and designed my own label came up with my own team name and started putting my pulled pork and baby back ribs in you know pre-cooked into these vacuum sealed bags froze them and then brought them up to a gas station i have my own business license and fruit certification all that jazzy yep. mm-hmm. and a guy who owns a convenience store and he said would you let me put these in your freezer he goes sure let's see what I, what is it and i told him he says yeah we'll see what it does well, in the last two months, I've sold about 400 one-pound bags of this pulled pork. It's flying off the shelves. Wow. And, of course, now my head's getting bigger, thinking, wow, this is a big deal. You know, this is fun. Right. So I started getting into it more and more and decided I'm going to make this an official thing. Still a side hustle for me. Sure. But I have my product in two different convenience stores across the North Metro up here, or mm-hmm. in the North Metro area. One in Centerville and one in Lionel Lakes at the uh, Corner Express stores. Okay. Um, yeah, and under the brand Team Smoke Ring, and the biggest seller right now is the uh, pulled pork. All you got to do is throw it in a pot of boiling water for about 15 minutes and dump it out and eat it. It's delicious. Wow. Is there any sauce on it or is it just... You add sauce to your flavor. I'm a bit, you know, I'm a little arrogant in that way. Let the food speak for itself. Right? <laughs> I'm with you there. Tori, I'm Tori, with you there. We, we, I'm with you there. Previous podcast, Tori's like, that doesn't need sauce. No. Yeah. If, it's, if, it, if it needs the sauce, there's something wrong. You got something to hide. That or if you like spicy, you like sweet. You know, I throw one of them on there. Half my population doesn't want it. So sure, sure. Are your rubs uh, salty? What, what kind of? How are they driven? So we haven't talked about the rubs. I know I talked to you a little bit before this interview, but um, yeah, I actually have a rub. Believe it or not, do you guys know what star anise is? I do. Okay, star anise, black licorice. Yep. That black. No. People hate black licorice. They love this rub. It's a very subtle black or a star anise flavor to it, but there's a saltiness to it as well and a few other herbs and spices that are in there that uh, it's actually called my mystical pig is the brand of it is the mystical pig by team smoke ring mm-hmm. and uh i added it at a restaurant one time where the guy put star anise on pork loin and i took a bite of it and i typically don't like pork loins that well i mean i don't know they're dry they're flavorless whatever i was blown away by this and uh i asked the the chef 
or the waiter, I said, hey, would you ask the chef if that's star anise? He goes, he's not going to tell you he's a jerk. <laughs> so All right. a lot of chefs kind of are protective of their, Very of their much, recipes. Right? Yeah. So I said, no, just ask him. He goes, well, I'll ask, but he's not going to say. And about 10 minutes later, I saw the chef come walking out of the back of the kitchen, mm-hmm. and the waiter's behind him with big eyes. And he's like, oh, my gosh, this guy's going to light him up. And the chef mm-hmm. put a star anise on the table. He goes, hundreds of these things served. You're the first one to point out what that is. He goes, you want the recipe? I'm like, sure. He gave me the recipe, and I'm like, yeah, that's it's delicious, but I wanted to change it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I went home and made my own version of it, and, and it comes out very white in nature. Hmm. Like, now, that looks very Alabama-style, mm-hmm. and people will just look past a white rub because of the color of it. I've been sure. told color is important to a rub, mm-hmm. for sure. It is. Yeah. It is. You know, unless is. you're from Alabama, you know, and people like that white sauce and all that. So I changed it up and modified a little bit and, and sampled it with a few people, and they couldn't believe it they hate black licorice they love this stuff it's i don't i love wow. black licorice i don't know well, why i hate it it's very aromatic <laughs> it right? is you it smell is. it but when you put it on your food and you and you cook with it i mean i put it on my bacon it's that good and it has a very subtle aftertaste and it's delicious it's got a maybe a little wow. almost like a bitter flavor maybe not not bitter but uh it's hard, it's hard to, to explain too yeah, yeah it's i think your palate is geared towards it and I want to try your stuff because I oh, love, yeah. I love star anise. So yeah, it's delicious. Um, I actually am in the process right now of getting it bottled. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an organization that I'm working with that is uh, doing all the back end work for me because, yep. like I said, I have a full time job and I just sure can't do it. So. I've been there before too. I have my own spice line and and it's it's a lot of work in the beginning, but if you can find a good partner to help yeah. you, it's it really is great. Yeah, yeah. you need to help. No, it's a lot of fun, and I enjoy it. It's all for fun, and you know, I'm a my full time job. I I am actually taking some of the proceeds from this as a, I'm a pastor, so I'm taking some of the proceeds of this and donating it towards the church that I belong to as part of an outreach program that they do. Wonderful, yeah, okay. wonderful. Well, tell us also about. Um, you said that is that what you're going to talk about? Some uh, some stuff you're going to do for charities? Oh yeah. So it's it's not necessarily barbecue related, but it absolutely can be and should be mm-hmm. um as a part of my role as a chaplain with lionel lakes i'm also on this committee called lionel lakes volunteers in public safety and every year we put on this event called guns and hoses it's a hockey game with firefighters versus cops we do it at the blaine super rank this year it's on february 25th okay. and uh, it's all about raising money for law enforcement related or first responder related things mm-hmm. um, shield 616 is an organization out of colorado and what they do is they up armor police officers with all day wear and firefighters for that matter with all day wear vest armor. Right now, you know, they all wear bulletproof vests, but those vests are only rated for a certain level of ballistics. Shield comes along with a lightweight version of that that's rated for high ballistics. And uh, they retrofit officers and firefighters, because you think about it, if there's a bad situation, the first people that come in are police and firefighters. Mm-hmm, for sure. And uh, you know, some, a lot of people think, well, it's just for cops. Like, no, firefighters are some of the first ones on the scene, too, Absolutely. and they're just trying to save lives. Let's protect them as well. Mm-hmm. So this hockey event is a fundraiser for Shield 616, and uh, Traeger has donated a, uh, a, a pellet smoker for us. And Rob Anderson up here at Anderson Barbecue Supply is going to be selling raffle tickets. So you could win that okay. Traeger, and in partnership with Running Aces Casino, they are donating a $50,000 chance to win $50,000, I guess. Wow. Possibly. So you win the Traeger, and then you get one shot, full ice. If you make it at the puck in the little hole on the board, you win $50,000 in addition to the grill. I used to play hockey wow. when I was a kid. Maybe I should get up there. <laughs> yeah, you should. I probably couldn't shoot it anymore. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, that's kind of fun because the game, we have a couple of 
ringers in there. We have an NHL player on both the police and the fire side of things. Oh, wow. And they get into this is our sixth year, and you know people like Wes Walls from the Minnesota Wild has said, "Dude, I want to I want to be a part of this." So sure. we had him signing autographs one year, and he says, "Can I play next year?" <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Absolutely, bud. Wow. Nice. He might yeah. he might go circles around you, but yeah, you can you can go ahead and play with us. That'd, that'd be so much fun. Yeah, and if I could give that a plug online, is that fine? Yes, please do. I was going to have you uh, just tell us all about it one more time. Yeah. So it's Guns and Hoses. Sixth annual charity classic. It's a hockey game. Cops versus firefighters on the ice at the Blaine Super Rink on February 25th. Puck drops at 5:30. If you want to learn more about it, you can go to www.gnhnow.com. Guns and hoses now. Guns and hoses. I like that guns and hoses thing. Yeah, that's very good. And tell us your information one more time, Wes, if you could. My name. Your 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 website. Oh, you bet. My website for Team Smoke Ring is www.team t e a m smoke s m o k no e r i n g dot com perfect facebook instagram twitter just a website right just now. a website okay. okay well great well we appreciate you sitting down with us and and you know yeah. you know supporting robert is great and he's a great guy great great business and you're a good friend yeah he's a good guy thanks for coming thanks, thanks for having me all right well thank you so much for listening we are going to have two parts to this podcast the second part we have quite a few interviews to go through today so I hope you enjoyed what you've heard so far, and um, uh, take a look on the website or on iHeart or wherever you listen, and listen to the second half. Thanks a lot.